Welcome to Reworked, the podcast about our working lives. Work dominates our existence. We live our lives through work. It's important to our sense of identity that we work well and have meaningful experiences so that we can contribute to the world. I'm your host, Rachel Wilson, Managing Director of Diversity Consultancy, EW Group. In today's programme, I'll be speaking to Marianne Constance. Marianne is a specialist in inclusive cultures and closely involved with the entrepreneurship movement across Europe. This concept will be fascinating for anyone who is striving to create change from within an organisation. I first met Marianne when she was heading up the diversity programme at FTSE 100 company Imperial Brands in Bristol. Now back in her native France, Marianne invited me to her home in Paris to talk about entrepreneurship and how to get things done within the constraints of a large organisation. Thank you so much for inviting me to your lovely, lovely apartment in Paris. Hi, what Rachel. A, what a treat. <laughs> We've um, known each other for quite a while now, probably a couple of years, and um, I first met you when you were in your uh, last role in England, so maybe just um, it would be really interesting just for everybody listening, I'm sure, to hear a little bit about how you came from France to England, a little bit about your your background really yeah sure basically I finished uni about seven years ago and I was looking for a job anywhere in the world I was open and um, I got this opportunity in Bristol um, to join Imperial Tobacco um, as a graduate and uh, in HR and um, I don't know I just thought it would be quite exciting never been to Bristol not even for the interviews because it was in London I thought you know why not let's try this and um, yeah that's how I came to Bristol and stayed there for five years. Okay. Mm. And you've recently moved back to Paris? I have, yes, four months ago. Um, yeah, after five years in Bristol. So um, another big change because you have to readapt to your own country, your own mm. culture. But uh, So um, you must, as an HR professional and now somebody who's involved a lot in diversity and inclusion, you must have learnt a lot about um, cultural difference. In, that, in those transitionary periods in your life, you know, moving from your home country, speaking and working in, in a, you know, your second language, which is obviously you're incredibly good at, but um, there must have been lots of things that you picked up on. I yeah, guess. definitely. Especially in my first few years, I was responsible for um, international high potentials and we were moving them around within the business and they were facing quite a lot of cultural challenges and mm. because I've experienced them myself okay. moving to England I was like oh okay I understand what you're going through and I can you know help you out with that mm. um, but there is a lot of adaptation to do when you move to a new country um, and still after five years I was not fully kind of English and mm. there was still a few things I would um, do that would shock people or they would understand what I was doing mm. and it's same back to France now I'll have to readapt to mm. what it's like to be French really mm. um, there's something in your personality then that you, you kind of enjoy the challenge of that having to adapt maybe to different environments and also um, you know obviously we're, we're here to talk about you know I want to talk to you about entrepreneurship which is about managing driving change but um, before we do that it just seems to be there's, there's part of your personality that kind of like maybe you like change or you do you thrive in in periods of change yeah and I think it comes as well f from uh, how I was raised and my university years because within six years at university I moved out 17 times to four different countries mm. and you know you get used to it at some point um, that's one thing and then the other thing is I do find the challenge 
of change quite exciting, especially within organizations. So um, at Imperial, there was a lot of changes, like every six months, every year, there was something coming up and we had to you know, adapt to it. And my first reaction was always like, oh no, another one. But then 10 minutes later, it was like, okay, cool. How do we implement this mm. then? Um, so yeah, I think that's something I really like. And then there's the change I like to lead, which are the changes for me that need to happen. There is no way we can avoid them or um, we have just to implement those. And it might not be as clear for everyone, but for me, when it's really clear, then there's nothing stopping me from trying to implement that. So. Mm. And I thrive on that, that's for sure. Okay. Mm. I mean, I definitely, I, yeah, I can empathise with that. I'm definitely one of those people as well that when I was enjoy the opportunity, there's always an opportunity within the change, isn't it? And it's sort of... Especially when it's um, well communicated or we explain why we're changing. Mm. For me, then when the why is clear and makes sense, I'm like, well, okay, let's do it. Then mm. there's no point of waiting or you know, complaining about it. Let's, let's just do it. Mm. The why needs to be very clear. So in simple terms, an entrepreneur is someone who's going to use entrepreneurial skills within a big organization. Yeah. Um, but basically, it's someone who spots um, an opportunity for change or for innovation, whether it's about a process within the organization, about a product, about um, part of the culture of the organization. Uh, but that person sees a, an opportunity for change and then will lead that change no matter what. Um, so at the beginning, moreover, or more, more often than not, on their own, and then as they're driving this, um, more and more people will join them into making the change happen. Mm-hmm. Have to be a senior person, does it? No, it's for me really. Entrepreneurship is a mindset. It's looking for improvement in everything, and so sometimes you know um, you've got quality teams, you've got people looking at how can we improve processes, how can we improve the culture. Um, but it's having that constant mindset and then sometimes it's okay how do I take action about I see we can make loads of improvements but how do we go about it Mm -hmm. sometimes we don't do it we don't have time we don't have the drive we you know it's too complicated Mm -hmm. and sometimes we're like you know what this one I want it to to happen so I'm going to do it and that action is actually what makes an entrepreneur from a dreamer to an actually Mm. yeah an entrepreneur um, so just going back a stage to what we were saying a moment ago, are you more like, is a more, an entrepreneur more likely to be active when there is change already happening in an organisation? And there's, as you said, there's a big change process maybe being up that process. Or is it more that they spot their own sort of change opportunities elsewhere? Yeah, um, I guess if we look at, if it's a mindset, it could be both situations. But for me, an entrepreneur is really someone who spots something that yeah. nobody else has spotted or yeah. done anything about. So when did you first realise that you were acting as an entrepreneur? Um, well, I didn't know the word uh, at the beginning, but I was, so I was at Imperial uh, looking at how we could improve and make our culture more inclusive. At the time, I was doing a lot of research about this because I was in HR, so I could see and observe some behaviors or some um, decisions that for me were not necessarily um, the right ones. So I thought, well, okay, what other organizations are doing? So I did a big benchmarking about it, uh, talked to loads of diversity and inclusion managers, and then I decided to join an entrepreneur program uh, in France called Ticket for Change, and Mm -hmm. I joined as an entrepreneur so thinking, well, you know what, I'm ready to leave Imperial and to set up my own business on diversity and inclusion. 
But within that program, they had a pocket, a group of people who were actually following an entrepreneurship program. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what is this word? And mm-hmm. they were like, oh, it's people who are trying to drive a change within their organization. And I was like, well, that's what I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. And for me, that was the first realization that I didn't leave, I didn't need to leave my, my job yeah. to actually make the change happen. And actually, I would have more impact if I stayed in and made the change happen from within because I could impact you know 35,000 people Mm. quite quickly compared to if I was setting up my own business on my own that's so interesting because there's so many people well everybody at some point in their careers has that moment where they feel frustrated in a in a job Mm. and maybe that frustration you know channeled that energy turned into energy and channeled in an entrepreneurship sort of style can actually open doors for you that you didn't know yeah. And, and I think I was ready to leave at that point. Then I saw this, as you said, this door that I can yeah. just push through and, and try. But you don't have to wait to be ready to leave to, you know, get active no. on your idea. Uh, but then that's, that depends on companies as well, whether they're open to change, open to be challenged, you know, open to new ideas that might not be um, profitable at the beginning, etc. Yeah. So depending on the environment and how people are but for me it was like you know what I'm going to try if it doesn't work it doesn't matter because I was ready to leave mm. and actually completely rewinded my engagement for the company because mm-hmm. well then that's the story but yeah, uh, yeah it, it was I was passionate about it so but you must have met some resistance along the way oh yeah and I guess all entrepreneurs will yes well I guess the um the good things of being an entrepreneur is that you have job security because you haven't left your job, so mm. um, you have a salary at the end of the month. Yeah. Everything they do or try to do, they're not the decision makers usually, so it may take a long time to get approved, a long time to get implemented, so you need to be perseverant mm-hmm. and you need to be patient. All this time that you were advancing the diversity and inclusion work at Imperial, were you in were you talking to people in this entrepreneur network that you'd met? Yeah, definitely. They really helped me out. Okay. Um, two things really helped me out. One is that network of people experiencing the same things. Because when you talk to entrepreneurs, they tell you, oh, yes, I've made that decision yesterday and it's implemented yeah. today. And you're like, oh, my God, I'm so far away from this. Yeah. Whereas entrepreneurs really get what are your challenges. Um, and... Also, we had kind of uh, follow-up trainings or coaching as well with that program, which really helped mm-hmm. um, focus on the real issues and to focus on really what can work within the organization. And then the other thing was um, I, I went to a conference called the Entrepreneurship Conference, um, mm-hmm. and it's a conference that's done or organized almost every month or every couple of months, and um, which gathers an entrepreneurs or companies are interested in the concept of entrepreneurship and also consultant helping to put in place entrepreneurship programs mm-hmm. all together in a city with loads of speakers and um, workshops etc and I went to the first one was in Vienna and then I went to Stockholm as well oh, what a relief to, to feel that there's other people feeling yeah. the same way going through the same things and giving you their tips on how to get around things people are probably listening to this thinking well I'd love to be an entrepreneur but how do I I can't get my company to pay for me to go to Vienna to be inspired are there places that people can go for more um, immediate kind of, I guess there'll be things online, networks yeah. that people can join? There's more and more mm. uh, because companies are really realizing that entrepreneurship is not just a concept. It's actually something they can use to drive innovation. Yeah. 
and engagement and engagement definitely mm. and reputation and retaining talent and so yeah. many other things yeah. that are actually really good for the companies Become, becoming more agile in a changing world all of that yeah you've got this program I mentioned in France uh, corporate for change um, and then some companies are actually implementing programs within their mm-hmm. organization leaving you know giving time to people to work like Google they give 20% of their time employees something else yeah. hoping that it will somehow yeah. link back to the business but yeah. um, the first step I would say is have a look online on what people have done um, make sure people have been through it and if the idea you want to make happen is something that re- like really matters to you you will you know you will do it the project that you were spearheading at, at um, Imperial what, what tell us bring us back to that then what where did that end up how, how far did you go um, so how far did I go? So I worked on it for about two years. For a whole year, I was doing that on top of my job. Yeah. Um, it was weekends, holidays, you know, after work hours, um, because I was so passionate yeah. about it. But it was a lot of research. It was a lot of understanding what was, you know, the issues or the challenges within Imperial. So a whole year like that. Um, and then I started to get traction from within because I started to talk to people about it. So for another well, a few months of kind of influencing the right people, mm-hmm. trying to talk through them about the topic. Um, and then I, you know, I don't know, uh, I think magic happened and, um, <laughs> or people saw my passion, but I got the approval from the leadership team to have a, a look at mm-hmm. it, but from an op- official position. Yeah. Um, so I did that a few months of proper analysis of what was going on and then made a proposal to them in terms of what should we do as a stretch mm-hmm. six months to a year um, and they agreed to it which was amazing mm-hmm. and um, so we started implemented that I you know stopped my previous job had a new boss a new team uh, a new sponsor like everything was new wow. yeah that was quite exciting because it's coming from just an idea to yeah. actually a full-time position mm. almost so quite crazy and then um, started to implement the first few actions and after six months of that I decided to actually go freelance as a diversity and inclusion consultant so I left them but today uh, two years later now um, I uh, read their annual report and I could see um, that they, they made a commitment around diversity and inclusion and yeah, everything on there. I know. I know what it, where it, where comes it started. From. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's pretty proud of this. I'm pretty pleased they are continuing with it. Actually, and yes. so even if you're an, you know, you're operating within a large organisation, you did start to feel, you know, it was a, it was a year, eighteen months of research and getting buy-in. But then you did start to feel the change, feel the change, definitely. Um, and I guess maybe as an entrepreneur, similarly to an entrepreneur. You got to a certain stage with your um, the passion project that you had, and then moved on to the next thing, or maybe looked for the you know if you'd stayed within Imperial, you probably would have looked for the next opportunity to develop. Yeah, I think uh, you're right. I think there's two things there. It's one is I got become to a serial a, entrepreneur. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> but it's it's I got to the point where I I achieved what I wanted to achieve, yeah. which is bringing the awareness, making sure it was part of the business strategy. And that we were doing something about it. Implementation was interesting as well, but it was not the thing, same thing as you know, yeah. leading yeah. the change. That, that's things one. And then second thing is, um, 
I guess I just wanted to help other organisations to achieve the same thing rather than stay. And I had been at Imperial for four years. You know, I just wanted ch- another change, I guess. But, um, but yeah. You're addicted to change. I am. That's, that's scary. <laughs> no, it's good. Um, so you were in an HR role at that point. Um, entrepreneurs, I presume, could be, can be based in any function within a company. Any function, yeah. Have you as got any examples? Sorry, go on. Yeah, no, as long as you have an idea that would improve something within the organisation, yeah. you can be an entrepreneur, yeah. So it might be product development, yeah. customer experience. Yeah, marketing, innovation, yeah. it could be really anything. Have you got any, maybe one more to leave us with? Yes, and I actually got news from her a week ago, and it's good news as well, so I'll, I'll share her okay. story. Uh, Veronique Zenecker, she works for Valrona, which is a chocolate company, mm-hmm. it's quite exciting. Um, We'd all like to work for one of those. I know. And um, she was working in the production slash marketing area. And she realized that her clients, which are the confectioners, were closing down. And she was also realizing that in her region, that's the highest, that's where there is the highest rate of unemployment for youth. Mm -hmm. And she was like, how come the confectioners are closing their shops because they don't have enough people to work for them? So she thought, well, we have a business issue here because if the confession is all closed down, well, mm. we can't sell our chocolate anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so she came up with the idea of uh, creating a training for young people to, for them to become confectioners. Uh, but where her company, Valrona, would be kind of at the heart of everything as well, working with public sector as well who are looking after those young people, etc. Mm-hmm. So bringing everyone together and creating that training and at the beginning, you know, she also faced a bit of resilience of, it's not our job, what should we do this, you know. And she really explained the reason why the business should, you know, look at this. Um, and, and the reason I just explained that if all the confectioners close down, it's, it can be over for them. Um, and so she created the first training, you know, it was a cohort of like five people, um, tested it, um, and then improved it again and again and again. And so now I think she's on her third um training cohorts and um, she just told me last week uh, that she's going to actually work full time on this so she's still you know all that time she was still doing her job on top of this and now it's been recognised as a business um, opportunity that they really should focus on this and it becomes her job fantastic I know it's exciting that's amazing and it's Mm. kind of like similar to the in the UK the kind of Jamie Oliver's 15 model isn't it is that you know the social impact um social value side of business that actually i can see how entrepreneurship sorry um sits very nicely in that you know contributing to social change as well definitely and i I mean all the entrepreneurs i've spoken to um to write the chapter in the book i've written they all look for that purpose you know Mm. how with my job can i make a difference Mm. how can i bring a change that would serve yes our clients yes our business but also the employees or the society around us or mm-hmm. you know again the clients so yeah, that's quite exciting it's very exciting mm. uh, so you just mentioned your book yes let's just finish on that tell us a little bit about that can we read that in english or is that just published in french at the moment at the moment it's only in french um i'm currently working on kind of doing a summary of this in english great um but basically, it's a book about social economy, so it's much wider than just entrepreneurship. And my chapter is about social entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. And it's, um, I took a position of, um, as if the, the reader doesn't know anything about entrepreneurship, so really uh, showing off 
case studies um, and explaining what entrepreneurship is about, what do you need as skills or qualities to be an entrepreneur, what are the benefits for companies, for entrepreneurs, implementing your idea, what, where should you start really? We need that in English translation. <laughs> um, in the meantime, can people find out more about you through maybe um, finding your LinkedIn profile? Yep, sure, Marion Constance, I'm on LinkedIn and I answer quite quickly, so feel free okay. to join me on there. And on Twitter at? Marion Content, it's a different name. Content. Content, yes. C-O-N. T-E-N-T yes content okay well we'll put all those links up on the podcast page so people can find you and find out more about entrepreneurship through you it's so interesting I'm really wanting to get more into this movement myself and and that sense of being in a network of of other people internationally who are doing the same who are driven in the same way as you is is, that's so exciting I know and maybe I just finished with a quote from Mm. Colin in 20. Uh, 14, who were talking about entrepreneurship and he said they are the secret weapon of the business world and I do believe that I do hope you've enjoyed this episode of Reworked the Reworked podcast is a fortnightly programme and it's produced by diversity consultancy EW Group if you enjoyed the show please give us a review on the homepage or better still subscribe and then you can keep up to date with all future episodes I've been your host, Rachel Wilson, and you can find me on Twitter at RAO Wilson and at The EW Group. Join us next time for more Reworked. Mm-hmm.